0: Okay. All right, Marky, episode 25. We have a legend in the house. And people have been asking us, they wanted us to go back and, and get a good storyteller. Well, I think I found the greatest storyteller. A good friend of mine, Michael O'Neill, 81-time and graduate, and he has been pronounced dead on WBN. Mike, yeah. welcome
1: to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've been eager to get on this show.
0: Yeah, well. There's certain guys that you meet, Marky, that can tell a story. And Mike has lived these stories that he's going to uh, share with us today. We're going to, hopefully, the, uh, the limits, the limitations are over on most of these stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, we're going to try to keep people out of it. And we're going to have a good time. So, this is a good one that you could sit around. Like, it's getting nice out in Buffalo, sit around the fire pit. And uh, listen away.
2: Yeah, Mike. Mike was just telling me that he was practicing practicing
1: his disclaimer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. uh, you got a disclaimer, Mike? <laughs> yes, my disclaimer is that hopefully the statute of limitations is up on these stories, and you can choose to take these stories as fact or fictional. So, yeah, uh, I you know I can't get jammed up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I am it's, I am on probation right now.
2: It's purely. <laughs> It's purely entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. entertainment.
1: Yeah, my probation officer hears these stories. <laughs> he might, <laughs> might decide to keep me for a while. We might, hit, we might yeah. have to throw an extra yeah, L we,
0: on, on your name when we put it up. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, Mike, shockingly enough, Mark, is an 81-timing graduate, and the, the kids are uh, graduating uh, you this, know, this week. And, uh, Mike, you you weren't allowed to graduate, were you?
1: No, I was senior class president of my <laughs> class, which I was almost dared to run, and that that's a funny story in itself, because when I ran, I had the two tough guys in our class, uh, David Murado and Donnie Smelsinger, and they had sunglasses and uh, little uh, microphones in their ears and into their jackets like they were Secret Service, and they escorted me to my seat. And uh, Dougie Bouchelle was calling out the results from the homerooms, and bursting into laughter because of uh, how I was sweeping this election, which I <laughs> probably shouldn't have been involved in in the first place. But
0: and then, why weren't you allowed to graduate?
1: Well, I was taking uh, Regents English, Shakespeare, and I, you know, thought stupidly because I was. Senior class president, that I could cut these classes and still be able to graduate. Well, Elfie Wright had a different idea of that, so uh, so
0: they kept you off the stage. They kept me off the stage. And what did you do next, Mike?
1: Well, I I, I just know that there were two people involved, and uh, supposedly myself. will leave that all open to interpretation. But uh, I went to the graduation, now it's a packed house, aunts, uncles, brothers, sisters, the whole nine yards, and uh, two people went into the men's bathroom, lit up cigarettes, broke the filter off the burning cigarettes, and shoved the wick of k eighty eight into the burning cigarette, and then we... Wow! Well, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Went and well, did stu- they? Uh, these two people <laughs> went and stood back at the back of the auditorium and waited for the cigarette to burn down. Well, when they did, it was like a gas explosion inside of the place. And I guess it was, to me, it was kind of humorous watching uh, the uh teachers directing people to look for these people that did the uh, explosives directing them to go upstairs and downstairs <laughs> and uh, me and my friend were jumping around going oh my god who did it Why do I ask you? so didn't uh, nobody
0: didn't somebody have a heart attack or is, no, is that just a legend that is went that, out with this story no
1: that is that's all crap <laughs> <laughs> that, that never happened
0: so senior class president, you go right into the trades. What made you get into trades? You just
1: Well, uh, a buddy of mine's father was a business agent for Local 41. So um, actually, I was driving down Seneca Street, and Frank McGuire's office was on Seneca Street. I had tried to get into the union for three years, and you would have to go and sit out at like a campfire, you know, a burning barrel the night before just to get in line. Well, I went to Frank McGuire's office. His secretary asked if I had an appointment, and uh, she said, I said no. And she said, well, who do you think you are? You just can't pop in here and see Frank McGuire. <laughs> well, he sat me down, and I said, well, uh, my grandfather was a good friend of yours. And he said, well, who's your grandfather? And I said, Stu Shanks. Well, he, he got on the phone and called Gene Adams, who was the— uh, president of local 41 and and just said i need you to get this young man in the apprenticeship program i mean it was just like that yeah you know, so i got in so well,
0: that's that's balls mark it's who yeah. you know who you yeah. know yep yeah. yeah. So. Joining us also is uh, Mike Conan on the, on the fourth mic. Mike. Mike, welcome. Mike's a good friend. You wanted to stop by because this doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Yeah, I am I, so uh, glad. I've heard all, all these stories secondhand, so it's nice to
2: hear from the source. <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I have been told by more than a couple people that I should write a book and uh one funny instance was Mike Bean saying to my mother.
0: Now, hold on. Mike Bean, uh-huh. who's a nightclub owner over at uh, Potter's Field. Yes,
1: that- and my agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, he he turns to my mother one day and says, Jackie, when are you going to be done with that book you're writing? And she said, what are you talking about, Mike? And he said, that book entitled, You Gotta Be Fucking Kidding Me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, Chapters one through 20, Michael, or something. You yeah, know. right. So.
0: so you're bouncing around. You're also, I should, you're a bartender. We always like our bartenders here yeah. on License yeah. to Talk. Just, yeah. had just had a bartender. Just had a bartender, just left yeah. here. Um, so you're not really a people person. Uh, well, <laughs> this, this is what I don't get.
1: I've heard that, but since the stroke, I'm a different person. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a lover of humanity now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, but uh, we, yes,
1: I bartended for 30 years What
2: do, I, uh,
1: Was that the first profession you had? Was that the first thing you did? Oh no, I was in Local 41 first I, I also had a job on the lift bridges in Buffalo So all five of the lift bridges Ohio Street, uh, Michigan, uh, West Ferry You know, all of those I, I worked on that So that was a kind of a neat job
0: yeah, those lift bridges. You don't meet too many people. I worked on them.
1: Uh, your grandfather how, was he connected? Or was he political? Like, what did he do? My mother is a Shanks. She is. She's the oldest of the Shanks family, and of course, there's the infamous Bob Shanks.
0: He's been mentioned on this program yeah. before. Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He, he, yeah Kentucky Derby. Yeah. Yeah, he's a legend. Yeah, definitely a yeah. legend.
1: Well my my grandfather was big in the iron workers. You know, he ran for he ran for president of the iron many years ago, early seventies. Um but he was good friends with Frank McGuire. Okay. So B-
0: big shot in Buffalo. Big
1: shot, yeah. Yeah. So
0: Well so when does it When does, as one person would put it, the buffoonery start? (laughs) The buffoonery.
1: (laughs) Well, uh, you know what? Uh, The buffoonery started uh, when I was in grade school. I I mean, my parents were just shaking their heads at things that I was doing. But um, I think uh, for the most part, everything was harmless fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I didn't commit any felonies yeah
0: (laughs) the best jokes and marky we still do it to this day and everybody here does is when there's like two or three people in on a joke and you're just observing something that nobody else knows what you're doing Well, you talk about your family a lot of people don't know this mark michael's mother invented the world famous smitty sauce
1: that's correct and
0: talk about how that happened mike
1: well my parents and uh, my aunt and uncle, that would be Eddie and Barbara Smith, they were the owners of Smitty's back in the day. And that was a booming business, um, a big political stronghold, you know, a, a Griffin hangout of all of his cronies. And uh, my mom, she never, she, I mean, she was raising seven kids, so the only job that she did other than uh, raise us was... She worked at Smitty's and uh, they got, uh, it was her and her sisters and her mother that collaborated on coming up with a recipe for the Smitty's wings and they were, it was very expensive to make because of the amount of ingredients and the kicker was that you had to cook them in peanut oil because that's... When you you fried the wings. When you fried them, right? Because my mother always said they, they cooked at a higher temperature, which kept them very crispy. So, but, uh, yes, she, she should get the credit. And, uh, uh, she's, she is the one, her and her mother and sisters that invented the Smitty's wings.
0: Yeah. We, uh, we had them for a little while. Uh, there's, there's a lot of chicken wing tie-ins here Mm -hmm. in this room, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we, we call them Mrs. O'Neill wings when we were all around Hopkins honor your mother. And, Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of ingredients. We 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 cut corners a little bit, and that's why we didn't call them smitties, you know. Right. But it we had people tell them. But the hate was wing was also. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. That's where this all comes <laughs> back. It all comes back. <laughs> so yeah. I said early on when we were doing all these wing recipes, I said, "Well, Mike, you know." why don't they name a chicken wing after you? (laughs) And that's when (laughs) the hate wings were born and they were named after Michael O'Neill. And we'll get to where we met later. (laughs) Uh, But uh, yeah, I, I don't think people know, we're not going to say what's in them because people are making money off using them now. So I don't want to, there are a lot of ingredients in there. There there
1: are right to, to make them the way that Smitty's did, which were absolutely delicious. Um, Yes, there was a lot of ingredients, so consequently, it was expensive to make, and I think that's why a lot of people don't want to make them as the original.
0: You can get them. You could get them at Doc Sullivan's in uh, the Irish Center. Right, right. You know, the, the old sta- The old staff from Doc Sullivan's. The old right. regime. They're at the yeah. Irish Center now cooking them.
1: I understand that, right? And uh, I have to give credit to uh, Jerry Sullivan because. He was going to get into the uh, wing fest that they have down at, uh, what, Coca-Cola Field? Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said he would only do it if he gave homage to my mother, which I thought was really cool. Oh, that- wow. I don't know.
0: That's why he stayed in business for so long. Yeah. <laughs> 16 yeah. years, he did it right. All right. Yeah. Mike worked there.
1: Yeah. Oh, Mike, you worked at Doc's? Yep, I cooked yeah. there. Cooked the wings oh, there. Oh, did you? Yep. I, I bartended for Jerry for a short time. Yeah. Well, it kind of came to an end when the, the gentleman who stabbed me kissed. <laughs> yeah. Which that's another story came in the bar, but
0: now skip the I, wings. I Let's how, get to that. Yeah, like how I love how you just casually you know when I was stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about. I mean, we, we've had Billy Brown on yeah. here. He's yeah. talked about you know. Yeah, it was always lore. We're not going to no. name any names, but what happened, Mike?
1: Well, when I owned O'Neill's, I was in O'Neal. You know, we had opened up. We were only in our first few weeks of, uh, you know, operation. But O'Neill's was gangbusters. I, it was crazy. I mean, we had a guy at the door letting people in as people left the place because it was so crowded. So this gentleman and his girlfriend were in the bar and they were telling me to, uh, you know, they were asking for drinks and tell me to put it on Bobby Megan's uh, tab. So I went down to Bobby Megan, and Bobby said, oh, Mike, he's a pain in my ass. He goes, get him a drink. And uh, so these two slugged down their drink and then told me to give them another drink and put it on his tab. And I said, well, he didn't offer the first time, and he didn't offer the second time, so no, I'm not going to do that. And this guy said to me, who the hell are you? And I said, oh, I own the place. And he chuckled and said, no, there's no way that, you know, me at 30 years old own this place that was kicking ass. Right. And I said, well, I took their glasses away. I said, well, now you can leave. And he said, well, who's going to throw me out? And uh, I started walking around the bar, at which time my buddy Al, who I hired, Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry. That's all right. uh, yeah. Your buddy L. Yeah, my buddy, yeah Al. my buddy Al. So
0: your buddy Al he,
1: uh, said, you hired me as a bouncer, so um, let me do my job. And he, he, he removed them from the bar. Fast forward to about two months later, I got done with my shift in O'Neill's, and I just wanted to get off my feet. So I went over to my prior employment over at Stanky's, And this gentleman and his girlfriend were in there talking with Stanky and uh, saying, excuse me, the guy said to Stanky, you let scumbags like this in your bar. Of course, Stanky turned to me and said, Mike, don't do anything. And uh, as I went up to the pool table to shoot in a couple of balls, this guy blasted me in the face. So we fought and he was removed. And he didn't live too far from the bar, so he drove, got a knife, and returned to the bar, and I was sitting on a bar stool telling Stanky this story about Bobby Megan which I just disclosed yeah. to you, and um, I heard somebody come in the door, but by the time I turned on my bar stool, uh, he was right in front of me and just buried the knife in my belly. Wow. So... I didn't know at the time because I was wearing a black shirt that I was bleeding. I thought I had been punched in the stomach. But, uh, of course, Stanky got in between us, and being as small as he was, this guy was reaching over Stanky, and he sliced me across my back and my chest and everything. So, yeah, it got to be pretty severe because... uh, uh, can I mention the guy who drove me to the uh the hospital or sure or oh, gary griffin was outside yeah griffin
0: can listen yeah. to this
1: and uh gary griffin uh probably saved my life because he got me to the hospital on time uh well of course mercy couldn't uh they they weren't prepared for my situation so there were enough police cars because my two brothers who are cops showed up my brother-in-law and this this doctor said we don't have the wherewithal to treat him we need a trauma unit so I got a police escort to ECMC so that when I when I was transferred from the ambulance to the waiting trauma team that's when one of the doctors uttered let's move it people we're losing him Jesus and I thought to myself I don't know who you're losing <laughs> yeah. But wow. uh, So you were conscious this whole time? Yeah. I was conscious, yes.
0: How's well, that ride?
1: Um, I think it was worse for my brother Dan because the driver said if he loses consciousness, we're in a world of shit. So Dan tried to uh, reassure me, you know, Michael, are, are you conscious? I said, I know what's going on. Just get me to DCMC. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they, they did. I, I was conscious. I actually I was relatively calm for what was going on yeah isn't that amazing yeah we hear that a lot yeah. so yeah.
0: what do you, you ever well, have an experience I mean, like that Gar- yeah,
1: Garrison
2: Keeler when I talked to him he said bartending's the most dangerous profession how
1: how do you get into that well uh, I don't know if my family being in the business had anything to do with it. I mean I was I was always cleaning up as a young kid. You know, my dad would have uh, us boys go to Smitty's and clean up in the morning with them. Um, but I don't know. I got to know a lot of people in South Buffalo, and uh, I hung around an, an older crew for a lot of my years, and I was uh, really taken in by a lot of the older guys that at the time were hanging out in Stanky's. So, the world-famous yeah, Stanky's. Yeah. So they indoctrinated me. Uh, Ken
0: Hall hung out at Stanky's, murky. Yeah, yeah. A little known yeah. fact. Well, you you talk about that, and the community really rallied around you, helped you out. I thought that yeah. was great. And then you, you know, years later, you're you running, and uh, you end up downtown at City Hall, yeah. and with our alumni Ray McGurn, because you, you um... refused uh, to give it. Oh, no. Talk about the nickname. Thing, oh, no, no, I. Nickname yeah, yeah,
1: you know what? There's a lot of great nicknames out there, which were typically given to a person by somebody else.
3: Yeah.
1: Ray McGurn, yeah. I think, is an exception. I, I refuse to call him Kinger. You, you know, you dubbed yourself. No, I'm sorry, I can't do it. <laughs> uh, that if you yeah.
0: haven't listened to the Kinger episode, go back. You'll, you'll know exactly what he's talking about. Yeah. But. You you run yeah. into you run into a lot of nicknames yeah. going going up yeah. in City Hall and a lot of weird experiences being the building inspector. I bet.
1: Well, I'll tell you when when I was up there when I started in '95, you couldn't have had a better crew: Brian Hayden, Doc McGurn, uh, Louis Petrucci, Kevin Gould, myself. I you know what? I I sh- I hate to even start because I'm going to leave names out. But- yeah. It was just a fantastic time to be up there. It was like us being on the set of Barney Miller. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. A lot of hijinks going on oh, up there. Oh, it
1: was a ball. Yeah. I mean, we did our job, but we were a tight-knit group. Yeah. We had great Christmas parties and picnics and everything, so. Oh, you know, Mike, I... Know.
0: You know, I'm just gonna you 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 worked there, you lived at Marine Drive, that very <laughs> iconic place in Buffalo. Oh, Mark. that was great. Yeah, uh, talk about your experience down at Marine Drive, down on the water over there.
1: Well, uh, I'm gonna tell you this one funny story. This this one really tickles everybody's funny bone.
0: Let's use Al and Phil and Okay, it, okay, okay, uh, sure. So, first so
1: names. I was. Down at the Brick Bar many years ago, and um, a gentleman said he was having an after-hours party in uh, the Hilton, which was later called Adam's Mark. And uh, we went down there, myself and two of my friends, Al and Steve, right? <laughs> and um, Both great guys. To, to get to the floor where this party was, you needed a key. It was like the, a penthouse. So we couldn't get up there. So what we did was we cut through the kitchen, and we went up a service elevator. Good thinking, Mike. So we were in there, and um, we didn't find our friend that invited us. So my two buddies told me to do a little uh, slapstick comedy and keep the people in the room interested while they while they rifled all their beers. <laughs> That were in the tub in the bathroom, so... What are you
0: doing, a mother's, brother skin or something?
1: Oh, I was going like, uh, okay, who ripped the tags off of these mattresses?
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So when they tapped me on the shoulder and we were leaving the Hilton, one of my friends said, we're in the lobby now, and uh, we're heading out to my 67 Galaxy convertible, which... This thing was about 18 feet long, right? Which came in handy when I tell you what happened. One one of my buddies said, that couch would look great in your apartment. Now, I'm living at Marine Drive. Well, they proceeded to pick up this 10-foot-long couch and run out of the lobby of the Hilton with it, only to put it upside down on my convertible to drive it to Marine Drive. and. When we got there, it didn't fit on the elevator, so we had to go up scissor back staircase with this huge, ten <laughs> foot long couch. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, quite an experience.
0: Marky just got back uh, from he went to the Masters for the par three in a practice round. Yeah, it was
1: amazing. You were at the Masters. Yeah, uh, cool. It was very cool. We we've heard
0: through the grapevine, Mister O'Neill, that you attended a u.s open
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh oh my god we don't even have enough time uh, give, for we, the, give us
0: give us the medium version
1: okay well you know what i don't know if i should just cut to the uh, you know the conclusion of the 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 trip uh it was a uh, an extraordinary trip where, where is this it was at the congressional country club
3: In where, where? In D.C. Okay, okay.
1: And a friend of mine got exclusive tickets, so we were in the West Wing of the Congressional Country Club. I mean, they were giving you everything. Drinks, cigars, huge golf umbrellas, (laughs) which they shouldn't have done. We'll get to that. (laughs) Um, But, I mean, we were treated like kings. It was South Buffalo doing royalty. And... um. So a- after a few days, we are heading back to Buffalo on a puddle jumper. It only sat maybe 30 people on this plane. And I boarded the plane and they wanted to check my extremely big golf umbrella. And I, I was bombed and I said, no, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna keep it with me. Well, we boarded the plane and me and my two friends were not getting along with each other at the time so we sat away from each other and because it was delayed i got up out of my seat and went to the cockpit door and started beating on the cockpit door saying do you guys know how to fly this thing (laughs) well well, as luck would have it i was deboarded for lack of a better term by two full regalia police officers now, as I'm on the tarmac and my two friends are looking out the oval windows of the plane, I am pointing, jabbing this umbrella at these two cops, going, rah, rah, rah. rah. Yeah. When one of the police officers rips the umbrella out of my hand and throws it to the the ground and says, Mr. O'Neill, you have absolutely no idea how much trouble you're in. And a light bulb goes on over my head and I just, without thinking, reach into my back pocket and whip out my building inspector badge. <laughs> and I proclaim, I am also an officer of the law. <laughs> <laughs> At which time, the one police officer dropped his head down and said, As an officer of the law, you should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> Next thing I know, I am shaking the pilot's hand, <laughs> and they let me back on the plane. That worked? Oh, I, I can't believe. Well, just remember, this is prior to 9-11. Yeah. They oh, shot, you Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. <laughs> or else I'd still be in uh, Guantanamo or somewhere. You know. Yeah, well. Yeah.
2: Oh, Building inspector, I didn't know you had a badge. Oh, it's a beautiful badge. uh Oh, (laughs) Oh, my
1: gosh. You haven't seen it. Everybody else has. (laughs) As uh, Mr. Thomas Vivian once proclaimed to me, Mike, you've got two brothers, a brother-in-law and a sister-in-law who are all police officers. And you have used your badge more than all of them combined.
0: I've been with you when you used the badge. Name night at the Fun House. Oh,
1: yes, yes, yes. I did use it that night. (laughs) Yeah, wasn't there a band playing that night? Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. You're like, we're going to get in, no problem. I go, why? I'm like 19. He's like, oh, no, we'll get in. Trust me, I got the badge. And everybody starts laughing in the car, and they're like, oh, yeah, you got to see this. And he goes right up to the bouncer, and he throws it in like two feet two centimeters from the guy's face. Oh my God. and he's like, We're not paying. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we're not leaving yeah. till we want to leave. Yeah, yeah. And my name's Todd. Because <laughs> it was name night.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so you got the drink for free yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got drink yeah, for yeah, free. Yeah.
1: Here's a here's a humorous story which I should share because we were in uh we were in Chicago and uh I got to mention his name, Mike Bean. Oh, yeah. And- we could pick up so, Mike Bean. So yeah. me and Mike Bean were in uh, Chicago with two other friends who were sick that night because we had seafood the night before and they they were sick on it. So me and Mike Bean got in a cab and just told the cabbie to take us to the best strip club in Chicago. <laughs> well, we pull up to this airplane hangar and there are Maseratis and Porsches and everything and we're getting out of a cab. And now there's the velvet ropes and everything. And, you know, at the time it was $16 a head to get in. And that was a lot of money then. And as we, we get up to the, uh, the uh, doorman, he says, have your money out, your ID out and, uh, be, you know, be ready to, to move along. Well, Mike Bean was ahead of me. So he was paying the $36 for the two of us to get in. And he approaches the plexiglass window where the girl's taking the money. Now this huge black man in a tuxedo takes my ID and he's got the little uh, microphone in front of him and he starts going, hold on, give him his money back. We've got an inspector from New York, an inspector from New York. So they, they brought me and Mike up to a reserve table right up at the stage. I mean, of course, and, and of course, beans going, what the hell did you do? Uh, I accidentally tinned this guy. Yeah. yeah. He, so.
0: And that's the one time yeah. you accidentally did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: I have used it in many cities. Yeah.
0: I also, I seen you, I seen him once. So uh, hey. I, I started, let, let's see how we, we'll tell them how we met. Okay. Uh, I was this you know, nice kid. Mike will tell you, we graduated. <laughs> We've been good friends since like fifth grade. And I walked in here to start ten and bar with these guys at yeah. Stinky's Cafe.
1: How long were you there prior to him
2: coming there? This, oh. is,
0: this is 98.
1: Oh, gosh. I started in 84. Uh, so yeah. That's when I was born. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me feel great.
0: <laughs> so I'm like this, you know, not nice. I mean, I'm nice. And, like, you know, I went to church like a year that year how you old know were, how old were you 18 yeah I uh, yeah. but i'm working yeah. there yeah right well, i'm really drinking yeah. there you how know? old did well, stanky yeah. think you were oh yeah stanky thought i was 20 oh, and okay. 21 yeah. and then on a tw- my mm-hmm. 21st birthday mm-hmm. i was 24 you were no when i went on my 21st birthday he goes ah, hey at 24 i was 21 so i started hanging around yeah. these guys and you know Mike Mike was a treat. Uh, <laughs> Mike badged this guy for some reason they didn't like this guy across the street, and uh, I don't know what his name was, but they called him Eddie Burrito. <laughs> <laughs> so you can picture yeah. what this guy looks yeah. like. a right. fat guy, <laughs> you know, and he Mexican fat guy. Yeah, yeah. So go ahead, O'Neal. tell tell him well, what, tell well,
1: what you did to him. Well, what what was going on was they were building a second floor balcony. And I pulled up at the house and I said, I hope you have a, a permit for this. And out the second floor window, somebody pops their head out and goes, what are you doing with that fake badge? <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, now I'm using it legitimately and I and I take offense to it. So I uh, they saw me go into Stanky's because I was going in to start my shift. So minutes later this huge guy comes walking in the bar and uh he uh he starts asking where the guy is with the fake badge i'm like well it's not a fake badge and he said well i came over here to kick your ass you know and i of course you know i carried uh, a piece under the bar for protection (laughs) so uh well, I was legal by the way. Yeah, yeah. There's the disclaimer. But you uh, really
0: I'll tell you what, you played it smooth because yeah. it was uh it, it was diffused real quick. Yes it was. And it you was. were smooth. Yeah. You, you know how smooth you were. Yeah, <laughs> I like, ah, oh, well, yeah, know, yeah. we got to yeah. talk about this, you know. It's just sometimes I got to do my job. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, I didn't like point it at him I just kind of spun it around on the bar.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> So yeah, there. You know what? There were, there were a couple instances, and I'm not saying it was me of gunplay. No, yeah, it wasn't uh, you. you know, yeah,
0: <laughs> I remember hearing once because uh, the air conditioner was real old, and he wouldn't buy it. He wouldn't. Ronnie oh. Faresico, who's a great guy, let, let's I, say he, that. Ronnie,
1: well, Ronnie was the best, and he was he was my boy, and uh, you know he's passed. And Stanky was just. One of a kind, so.
0: Yeah, for because we got people that listen, you know, that used to live in Buffalo, and they live right. in the state, and now we have, you know, we're big in Asia. Yeah. So, this is kind of like a, a, I don't want to call it cheers, cheers with <laughs> yeah, attitude. You are right, absolutely, you know? and, yeah. Uh, don't eat there.
1: No, yeah. don't, no. <laughs> Unless you want the green wings. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The well, the bar doesn't... is now Jordan's. I mean, it, oh, yes. yeah, yeah, the
2: bar is now Jordan's. No, right. It still exists, but yeah, it yes. was
0: Stanky. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good job, Marky. They Um, he would he wouldn't buy a new air conditioner for oh, you guys. Well, I
1: was there for years. Like I said, I started in about '84. I I was there. I bartended. Um, and, you know, I went to O'Neill's but came back to Stanky. So, all told, I was at Stanky's about twenty-five years. And um, you know, I uh, the air conditioner was there from before I ever started, and Stanky would always say, "Ah, the, the air conditioner's fine. All you gotta do is hose it down," you know. <laughs> and it, I said, "Stanky, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's too old." And well, let's just say that Stanky he was a great guy, but he was extremely frugal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I had nights when I had to bring, I brought two fans in from home because it was so hot in there, and I kept begging him to buy an air conditioner, and he just outright refused. So one night I was in there, and I I don't know how it happened, but (laughs) got a hole right through his air conditioner, (laughs) and the Freon was shooting out through the place, and it was... (laughs) It's very so he had to buy a new air conditioner. As luck would have it. <laughs>
0: and, and let me tell everybody, you guys, the way the way they used to like not treat this guy but like the, there was fruit flies. O'Neill would take it a step further. He would take a napkin and put a straw through it, and he would yell at this guy, "Look at how I have to drink in here, and I keep returning here for some reason." I I was there the one night, Mike, where he, uh, Mike starts serving someone a drink and he's looking at the ice and everybody's (laughs) complaining (laughs) that there's something in in their drink, you know? So Mike, back to my last point, he took it to the extreme. He starts digging out the ice. Mike, you remember this?
1: I'm not sure which story. There's so many, but. The minerals. Oh, yeah. (laughs) yes. Yes. Yeah, it was like the black clams in the bottom of the ice maker. Yeah, so I I ran a hose up the bottle chute from the basement. I emptied out the entire ice bin. Mark,
0: this is like a big production now because mike is gonna prove a point yeah and guys that have worked at bars sometimes if they prove a point yeah you gotta fucking fix this you you know and you clean this and you get there yeah 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 yeah. i
1: spent two hours i had to have somebody else work the bar while i did this and uh i sent somebody to tops to get ice until i could clean out the ice machine which was just disgusting and I remember Stanky spraying, like, Windex on the ice machine and and me calling him up and berating him. I said, are you out of your mind? You're putting ammonia on the ice that are going to go in drinks. And he was like, ah, no, that, you know, that's what the ice guy told me to do. No, he didn't. <laughs>
0: it really makes sense how, why I was pretty fucked up in that place.
1: Yeah, Oh, that place! All so, um, but, but so Mike no.
0: takes all the black soot, oh. and I remember Mike. He's yelling like the whole time. He's going, <laughs> "Look at this
1: filth!" <laughs> and he, he takes pictures. Nobody drinks pictures of yeah, beer. Right? So he oh, that's right. <laughs> he fills them all up with this black <laughs> shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Lines them up. Oh, my God. Lines it up. <laughs> and now, and he really did a good job because now everybody's going to stay to see yeah. what happens. Because Ronnie would close He came every in every night. night. He yeah. came in every, every night. Every single yeah, night.
2: yeah, You don't see that anymore. No. Oh Every single night he came And then everyone left.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it was a brilliant yeah, plan. It was yeah, genius. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> All right, so go ahead, Mike. You fill up all these pitchers, in m- Marky, it looks like roof.
1: Yeah, you, know, you got a great memory, Jim, because <laughs> you know what? I had forgotten about that. I, I filled up the pitchers, the beer pitchers, with this mucky water, <laughs> and uh, I left it for Stanky to prove to him what was in his ice machine, and he kept telling me it didn't need to be cleaned. So, of course, Stanky comes in, and I've got pitchers lined up of, like, water from the Buffalo River and <laughs> and he immediately Ah what do you got they he says they're just minerals
3: <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> but the uh, the casualness how it happened he takes one look at you. Yeah he looks around and then yeah. he just goes, mom you're yeah. just minerals." Yeah. And you're yeah. like What you yeah.
1: Where did, did the name stakey come from? Uh, you know what that uh, that's a good one I because that goes way back well before I knew uh, and a lot of people don't know stanky's name Ronald Forsica. yeah and uh, you know I, his, his daughter just had a a child which I want to give congratulations to yeah the forseka family is wonderful um, but uh, that was something that was given to him in the army Yeah. Um, you know, when Ronnie was fighting the Germans.
0: <laughs> so. Uh, but, you, I mean, you, you guys always stuck out for him. And, uh, you know, we all loved him. Is but... there a story
2: behind how he got it? Uh,
1: no. Well, not that I recall. No, yeah, man.
0: he, he uh, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. He, that's Stanky. what he would say. Yeah, my yeah.
1: my buddy, uh, Carol Palladino, gave it to me. Yeah, yeah, he'd always
0: say that. My buddy, Carol. He probably it, shit yeah. himself one day. Or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, but he... Uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, he, he, when you'd he, ask
0: him like we were kids michael tell you he'd be like hey how did you get why did i call you steak he's like somebody why get this kid out of here <laughs> yeah <laughs>
1: yeah so you never yeah. found out you know? yeah but
0: mike used to so so you can see mark i'm painting a picture how persistent mike was to prove a point at this establishment it was it was fucking you shot a
2: fucking hole in the. Well, somebody. I know. mean, there's. Were, were there more holes?
1: Well, oh,
0: yeah there there is a, there is another hole. There there,
1: there was. is there yes uh, that's a good story which is very funny. Uh, um, <laughs> before the air conditioner was assaulted, um, <laughs> years before, a friend of mine who will go unnamed, but he was a uh, he worked for animal control for the city of Buffalo and he comes in and he's got a 40 on his hip. <laughs> so I decide to mock him at which point he <laughs> says I I could shoot the eye out of a you know like a nickel at 20 pace or whatever he said, you know. Yeah. And yeah. I was laughing at him and not expecting this move. He he whips around and shoots the clock. <laughs> well, he shot it Right where the two hands are held together, dead I mean, dead center. Mark, he's not lying, dead I, center. I mean, dead center where the two arms fell down around the six, right? And now, now I'm like, oh, my God, Stanky's going to lose his shit. What am I going to do? So I went up with a black marker, and I drew the arms of the clock on there. And... And it was so precious because weeks later, Stanky proclaimed, "Ah, the batteries are dead. <laughs> you know, but it's it's been stuck on two fifteen for days."
0: <laughs> he, he had no idea. No, and everybody knew. You know, I mean, yeah. you I mean what know. was the exit wound? Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, it was, well, it was big. Well,
1: know. yes on on the out on the outside of the building, it was pretty big. And, and Mike yeah. would always be yeah. You know,
0: you gotta, yeah. you gotta see that. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it would be the yeah. thing, like, yeah. look at the size that hole. Yeah, where do, you, where do you think that bullet so, went?
1: So here's, here's the great part. Now he takes, he takes the clock down to replace the batteries, right? <laughs> so the hole is you. It wasn't, it wouldn't on the inside pop out at you. But one sunny day, one of his patrons is getting this beam of light. Through that bullet hole, and he's going. Hey, he goes, "Hey, Stanky, I think somebody shot a hole in your wall."
3: <laughs>
1: and then right away he goes, "Fucking O'Neill, <laughs> yeah!" And of course, it was not me, but uh oh, yeah.
0: Mike. So, so then it, there, there was just so many little things that Mike would like to take you like on tour, <laughs> <laughs> like. Yeah. You got to see this. <laughs> and and, and Mike, Mike would say, uh, we got the uh, the Laugh in the Dark. Laugh in the Dark was a ride at Crystal Beach. Yeah. So, so everybody knew a Laugh in the Dark was Mike age, you know. So he would take them down in the basement yeah. and show them <laughs> this basement. And Mark, I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I,
1: the, the Smithsonian <laughs> he has nothing on, on Stanky's basement.
0: Uh-huh. So, There was green sludge. It would start with Mike would say, Uh "Now watch your step, yeah, yeah. because there's green sludge."
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then he had his laboratory, where where he, you know, he's gone now. So I can say these things. He would save the bottles of the good booze, but refill them with the cheaper booze. So you know,
0: well that well that uh, one would say that they. Somebody would shoot the crown royal bottles, so he wouldn't have them. Anymore.
1: I thought they were. I thought they were just uh, spontaneously combusting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, so that, so the tour. Like, I'm not kidding you guys. He, there'd be like six people down there going. <laughs> you ready for the tour? <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So then, tell tell them what else was down there, buddy.
1: Okay, so, uh, and and you know what was neat, is for for aesthetics you know i would keep the lights in the basement off but we would do our tour via flashlight it was great (laughs) but ronnie had a freezer down there that he didn't use now back in the day he used to have great fish fries his mom and dad would help him out and republic steel was open and he had a banging business for fish fries well he had stopped doing that for decades now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but so <laughs> I opened up the refri- or the freezer, and as Donnie Melinda put it, the seal camp fish was in there. A, a prehistoric fish. <laughs> Was in this freezer, Mark? I seen it. Yeah, he's not lying. It it was a bone fish,
0: and it was there was nothing but bones left. I mean, this thing this thing had to be about thirty years old. Oh, it was
1: fantastic.
2: I heard about like twin waitresses at Stanky's. Is that true?
1: Twin waitresses?
0: No. No. not, yeah. not, that's, not that's probably
1: got some dirty connotation to it. I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. what I know.
0: We didn't even get to the dead bodies upstairs yet.
1: Oh, oh yeah. 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 That well, I don't know. That place has got a curse on it.
0: I never stepped foot up there.
1: Yeah. Well, you would have died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How many? Well, that's where people went to die. <laughs> uh, Three. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I believe two brothers. Yeah. Yes. Was it
0: four then? Was it? Was, was it? Uh, was it that guy, uh, Slick? Didn't his brother die there?
1: Uh, yeah, I thought. Well, Slick and he. Well, you know what? It was funny. Uh, like Ronnie used to do. We would have these people live upstairs. But if they couldn't afford the place, Ronnie would assign them a roommate. So we just had these, like, drifters come in, and Stanky would put them up there. Okay, you're now living with Jack. Remember he had the mailman living up there? <laughs> uh, I mean, it was comical. This one guy is living up there. He lived there for, like, a week. He's
0: down there, and he's in his socks. <laughs> They beat the fuck out of him because he was in his <laughs> socks.
3: Yeah. Fucking poor oh, guy's yeah, crawling back yeah, upstairs. Yeah. Well, you never come down yeah. here without yeah. shoes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. uh, the Wild West. At times, I remember uh, uh, you guys yeah. had, threw a fiftieth birthday party for a guy once. Oh yes. And um, well, <laughs> <laughs> I I I kind of knew what happened. Mark the week oh. before. The, I don't know why. Uh, what mm-hmm. happened the week before? You start the story. Okay. This is uh, a good one. Yes. You know which one I'm talking yes, about?
1: Yes, I do. Okay. I, I do. Uh, Mike Lewis was bartending. Stanky had come in to close for the night. And uh, there was a young kid in there ordering drinks who was completely bombed and should have been removed. But. Nobody wanted to, so I I took the task. Yeah, and uh, you know I told him he had to leave. Well, he proceeded to leave, but he went outside and picked up a chunk of concrete and threw it through the front plexiglass window. And I didn't think those things could be broken, so of course it came through the window, and Louis went, (laughs) you know, and just laughed. Well, so this guy is running up, this kid goes running up Midland, and I run up the street after him, and as I'm chasing him, I'm saying, I'm gaining on you, but, you know, he's approaching what he thinks is his salvation, McDonald's, and he reaches the door and pulls on it, and it's locked.
0: Didn't Mike drive up?
1: Oh, yeah, Mike he drove, he drove he up, he yeah. Uh, he yeah down. No, no, no. <laughs> no, he drove up. And, and that... And like uh, Gary, Griffin, Gary Griffin walked up and pointed his finger gun at the kid. <laughs> yeah. Pointed what, his finger. What and, do you mean, his finger gun? Like, well, he pointed his finger in the shape of a gun and told the kid to put his hands up. <laughs> you know, oh, it was just pure comedy. Well, so as the story continues, about a week later, this kid comes in the bar with an attorney and they're looking around and. Whatnot, but um, they... No, uh, no, wasn't that after
0: that, the birthday party? The,
1: oh, you're, you're right, Jim. It was after the birthday so, party.
0: So it was Griff's birthday party. It was
1: Gary Griffin's 50th birthday party. Saves
0: Mike's life.
1: All right. They throw him a party, you know? there Are you is you Griff Griff? Yeah, yes. Griff Griff. Yeah. Okay, okay. So... The place was packed for his birthday party, and it was full of, of wreckers from the community. You know, you got <laughs> what do you mean, wreckers? Uh, the The tough guys. I mean, oh. there's uh, Mike Lewis, my buddy Al, Eddie Tazenski. Uh, you know, went on and on, and uh, you know, my brother Tim was a cop. And these, uh, for lack of a better term, uh, urban white guys come in the bar. <laughs> And there's like six of them, and they start positioning themselves around the bar, around the pool table. Well, they had come back to re- uh, exact revenge. Oh, because of the McDonald's Yes, thing. because of the McDonald's thing. <laughs> so I pointed them out to my buddy Al and yeah, Mike yeah. Lewis. And Eddie, and so my brother Tim is escorting one out, and uh, one by one they're being escorted out. And one of the funny ones was uh, my buddy Al had one of them outside, right near the uh, fire hydrant. And the guy turns to him and says, "What you gonna do, old man?" Oh no! To to my buddy Al, I, I, I didn't I don't know how the kid's head stayed on his body once the Al <laughs> hit him. Oh he, man! Yeah,
0: I I didn't I didn't see any of that. Um, but you guys then had to hide. Yes, yes. So then I had to work.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. So this kid and Mark,
0: they are hiding. Yeah.
1: Now. The well this kid, after he came in looking for trouble, decides he's gonna call the police, which he did, and now they show up.
0: So this guy tells me, he goes, I'm not fucking leaving. Yeah. Till I till <laughs> I I know they're here. Yeah. And he sits at the door. And there's an older older lieutenant, you know, and I'm like and there's no cell phones no. texting yet, you know. I no. think somebody downstairs. So these guys go and hide
1: in the basement. We were in the walk-in cooler. <laughs> yeah. I am hiding in the walk-in cooler, and I'm, I'm just petrified that the police are gonna arrest me. Yeah, I tell, I tell them, guys, he ain't leaving.
0: And then I say, finally, say, I go, guys, he's gone. And I go, we don't want to come back up. We're staying down here. Yeah. The, the hijinks. Uh, I was seasoned real quick but I will say this um these guys all really uh t- I don't know if they taught me I- I'll say this anything that I wasn't taught before these guys really brought up and they took guys like me under their wing and told them who to stay away from you know and, and what to do in this situation and things like that but I want to thank you guys for that I never really officially
1: well there there were several of us that like to say that You were like a piece of clay, and we molded you. But he—he was such a a nice and seemed innocent kid when he came in, and um, he was a little changed years later.
2: How was that with his group of friends? To you guys, like was it?
1: Oh, I thought it was fantastic because all of them, all of uh, you know yourself, Mark, and uh, your brother, and. You know, the rest of the crew, they're such great guys. And that was the thing, you know, there was a stigma about Stanky's and, uh, you know, it was this bad, rough-and-tumble place. But if you were in there and you were, you know, respectful... Um, we
0: were always re- tipped you guys. We had the money. We didn't ask for free drinks. We didn't cause too much trouble. Oh, you know what
1: I loved about you guys? When I, when I witnessed that fight night...
0: Oh, yeah. No, a, Fight Club. Oh,
1: Fight Club. It, I couldn't... Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. You know what? That was the one that set me back because (laughs) I was tending bar the one night, and I had to go outside to watch two of the heavyweights go at it. Yeah. And I could not believe how they were slugging each other in the face. And these are friends. And uh, I'm like, what is going on? And you guys are like, oh, it's Fight Club.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it was pretty crazy.
1: And then they they would come in with bloody faces and just – Sit down next to each other and drink.
0: <laughs> yeah, that lasted. The, I think that was the last one because that was a, a really brutal. It, well, these guys yeah. would come out and they're like these tough guys, you know. Oh yeah. And they'd say, "Ah, you know, this has got to stop. <laughs> you guys are sick." <laughs> I
1: I thought it was absurd.
0: Oh, but yeah. it, it, I remember. Uh, so I start. I I got hired uh, to help. Our our good friend Michael Lewis, who's, yeah. who was the greatest guy to me, yeah. you know. Um, so I start yeah. working there. Now O'Neill's been there for years, and I start I start doing well. I start making a lot of money. So O'Neill would come in. Like, <laughs> I'd be working Mondays, and then I'd work help Mike Lewis on Thursday and Friday. Yeah. So he would come in on Monday. And go. I hope you're real proud of yourself. My kids are eating ants. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were living in poverty while you I, were making money. I'm, I'm,
0: I'm not, not making
1: anything. So,
0: yeah. so like Mike Lewis uh, went on vacation. He went up to the beach because he had a cottage. And Mike, goes, "All right, I'm in. What do we do? <laughs> go, we, we don't do anything." <laughs> <laughs> You just, you just serve them and and, and, they, and they tip you. Yeah. But I worked yeah. with a, a couple St. Patty's yeah. Day when Mike and I, Mike would go. All right, <laughs> you see this draft? <laughs> and now there's like four different taps. Yeah. It's all Jenny. <laughs> I go, you gotta be kidding yeah. me. He goes no, oh. and Mike, like I said, <laughs> love to take you out. Let me show you. Yeah, we go down and all like blue Sam Adams. Yeah, Jenny. And like Coors Light for Jenny Hams.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. The tap handles had different names, but downstairs they were all the same name.
0: <laughs> so Mike looks at me, he goes, "Anybody orders this, put the money in your pocket <laughs> <laughs> because it's false." He yeah. <laughs> always say, "Hey, I can't really hook you up too much, but if you drink draft, it's free all night." Yeah, yeah. people uh, who
2: drank the cooler. Uh, oh yeah, oh, you okay. don't
0: know about this. Oh. My generation. They, I, maybe you remember, they give me like 40 bucks. Yeah. And they would drink one of everything in the thing. In the really? Yeah. Beers. Nice. And then I think there was like a couple, of like wine coolers or something. I think, oh, I, I, I think only a couple people did it. I mean, it, it, it almost ended life. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it was, it was rough. I want to say Webby. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, Webby and Vivian, I think. Yeah. And, so yeah, the jukebox there
1: too. That was a that,
0: that was, was a, legendary. Was yeah, like that it. jukebox was fantastic. You talk about music, Mike. Yeah. You, you were a uh, stagehand. Yeah,
1: I was a stagehand, and I enjoyed that job very much. I uh, I actually was on stage with uh, two bands, uh, Aerosmith and Motley Crue. So my fifteen minutes of fame. Uh, Aerosmith had a jack in the box And the jack was A blow up out of the box And my illustrious Career was that I would have to shake the uh, Jack back and forth During their concert Yeah it was a real big shot <laughs>
0: <laughs> You you kind of Got us at the end uh, Pulling some hijinks You have a story about me and my friend Mike That hmm. uh, inv- Who? involves a cigarette Tell Marky that one. Oh, my
1: God. Well, Stanky, he liked to bum cigarettes. He didn't like to purchase them, but he did like to smoke them. So what we would do was uh, we would uh, – one of us would have Stanky's ear. We would be talking to him, but we would set the cigarette down at the other end of the bar and watch him look at it and and try and, like, make his way down to it. <laughs>
0: Market got so bad that we <laughs> had to stop. Yeah. He, he, he would like inch down, uh huh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh, yeah. And, and just like sneak <laughs> his hand up and grab it. <laughs> Poor fucking guy.
1: Oh, it was great. I
0: I don't know if this is gonna make air. Oh, there's a lot of stories in bartending.
1: A lot. Yep.
0: And uh, well, I'll, I'll tell one and then you tell one. Okay. Me and Mike are working at Patty's Day, and I don't know if you remember this. And there's a guy and a girl. The, the woman is older. And the guy is my age. Okay. So they're kind of making out. So Mike comes down to the my end of the bar. And he goes, you know, look at this. You know, it's already starting. Patty's Day. This is just. I I, um, I, I. I. We've been here an hour. I, uh, I can't take this. <laughs> I go, what, what are you talking about? He goes, look at these two. I go, Mike, I don't know how to tell you this, but he- that's his mom.
1: You remember this? It, no, I don't. It hey. was it was whose mom?
0: The guys who was kiss he was kissing. No. Yeah, you don't remember this? No. Oh,
1: oh my uh. god.
0: Well, you told everybody that walked in. <laughs> it was the greatest thing.
3: You're like, that's his mom. Oh. You want to hear the latest? <laughs> that's his mom. <laughs> you, you
0: you didn't believe me, and anybody that I knew walked in. You go, you know that guy, yeah. <laughs> Is that his mom? <laughs> yeah? Oh, great. This
3: is great.
1: Oh my God. So, so,
0: so there there's a story that is I don't even know. Mike, you're just gonna have to. You know, there was a Sabres game and there was an unruly customer, right?
1: Where is this the guy with the dogs? Um No, this is the guy. Oh, oh yes, yes. Well, what happened was I had played a round of golf, and I was just a horrible golfer. So I shanked one into the woods, and I went looking for it with my five wood. And I found it, and I wanted to take a half swing just to put it onto the fairway. But there, uh, there were two trees in front of me that were about eight feet around, uh, apart from one another, and I thought I could put it between them. Well, there were three clicks, the click of the ball off my club, the click off the tree, and the click off my forehead. (laughs) So this ball slammed me right between the eyes and the forehead, and I had this huge lump on my head, and I went to bartend at Stanky's later that evening, and there was this gentleman who kept calling me Gorf or Dorf, right? (laughs) Like Tim Conway. Tim Tim Conway, right. (laughs) And my buddies were there, and I have to say, I have to say, it was good. They, they laughed, and he noticed the laughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But now he's beating a dead horse, and I said to him, John, you know, I don't even know you that well. It was funny, but now you're beating a dead horse. And I asked him, you know, to stop. Well, he didn't heed the warning. <laughs> so... so and he yes my my anger got the better of me i guess he was drinking budweiser and i opened a budweiser and i went in the kitchen and uh uh (laughs) gee yeah (laughs) we'll just sit we'll leave it in violated yeah but uh then i went out and gave him another chance and he just didn't he didn't want to so
0: was wasn't it like you guys were watching something in uh,
1: Sabers game,
0: yeah, and, and he, he, like everybody was in on it, right? Right. So and and his he kept like almost drinking it and like right. he put it down. So you guys are all looking. Oh, uh, I didn't yeah. drink it. So,
1: so finally, the Sabers scored, and uh, he takes a. It was like a celebratory guzzle out of the out of the beer, <laughs> and then everybody started yelling ass beer. (laughs) he start? he started yelling it? Yeah, he started yelling it too. (laughs) So, oh boy, poor bastard.
0: (laughs) That guy's brother's still around and they they beat that guy's brother up too. Uh, (laughs) This fucking guy comes in to wax the floors, making some extra money at um, at the bar, right? He's got a shirt that says, fuck Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah. So Mike,
0: you know, he's like, Hey, you know, I, I'm not really a religious guy, but
1: uh
0: yeah. what's with the shirt. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, that was crossing the line.
0: And he's like, oh, I'll wear any fucking shirt I want. Yeah. And, and all the ears went up. Oh yeah? yeah? Yeah. What do you got against Jesus Christ?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> now we're all religious. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: so when I, I think while he was on the ground he was yelling, Jesus Christ. <laughs> No, He's been throwing his wax machine yeah. around the poor fucking. We buffed him with it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I see yeah. the guy now. here yeah. you know. I think he remembers that because
0: you know. he fucking looks at me like you little. I mean, shit. come
1: on, why wear a shirt like that? No, like I you, know, like you said, I'm not a religious guy, but still. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, sir. I mean, we could go on and on. There's so many stories about that place, and you know, like I said, it has stigma, but. I have heard the funniest things of my life in that bar, and I I miss it dearly. Oh, yeah. It was a clubhouse, and it was a great place. Where everybody knows your name, Mark, but Um. what are you fucking looking at? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, you're a stranger?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the other thing. I I never knew how the place stayed in business because... Who's this fucking guy? Yeah. I'm like, I don't know him. They're like, get him out of here.
1: He's got to be a narc.
0: He's got to go. Yeah, everybody, <laughs> everybody was. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it was, great. Like I said, the guy, guy wouldn't. Once it was gone, it was gone. You wouldn't, you wouldn't get a, like a, a liquor room key or anything. But even for chalk, you should have seen what O'Neill used to do for chalk. <laughs> I come in one night, they got a Mission Impossible scheme going. Oh on. yeah,
1: we had run out of chalk, and I remember taking the chairs in the back room and they were stackable chairs. So I stacked them high enough that I could reach the ceiling and uh, this the ladies' room, the the bathroom backed up to Ronnie's office, which was locked and we couldn't get in. So I went in over the drop ceiling and I'm over there and uh, I had a baseball cap on and I, I was using a pool cue to reach inside his office with a hanger on the end of it well i dropped my hat in there <laughs> so uh you know I, I it was just incredible what we had to do to get the hat out um but yeah it was very interesting what what did you think
2: of when your protege here uh, opened up his own establishment
1: Oh, you know what? I thought it was great because now, well, you know what? It kind of hurt Stanky's though because the whole crew followed him over to his place. But Stanky's was in its waning days at that point. And, uh, you know, it was weird that everything kind of happened uh, quickly as far as myself having the stroke, my good friend Mike Lewis passing, and uh, Stanky, passing yeah and and jack donovan Ah, jack's dying yeah so you know
0: he was one of the guys that passed away yeah. from upstairs yeah yeah other night up there too <laughs>
1: you know it was great up there he had the year-round christmas tree in the corner no <laughs> never took it down <laughs> year-round you could go up there in july jack had the christmas tree <laughs> what a life yeah do they
0: still use that for an
2: apartment uh,
1: i don't know i don't know i don't know what uh jordan's has done but I got to give Jordan's credit; they they uh, fix that place up, and it looks really nice.
0: Yeah, it does. One one night, uh, Super Bowl markey, we get a call from one of our bartenders who uh, he goes, "I I can't get these guys out of here. There's like twenty of them." I, you know I call your brother, call Mikey, nothing. So I went to Stanky's, and I got. <laughs> I must have walked in at the right time. I'm like, guys, I need your help. Let's go. Yeah. So the, they go in. They clear the bar. The, these guys were scared. These kids were scared. <laughs> yeah. They left. So the bartender says, "Oh, thanks, man. Thanks. All right." Uh, I go, "Well, where are you going?" He goes. Well, I'm out of here. I want to get these guys out of here. I go, well, these guys ain't leaving now. (laughs) Yeah, all they did
1: was replace people.
0: I go, these guys, don't worry about it. They'll take care of you. (laughs) See you later. The kid Uh, called the next day. He was like, wow, those guys were great. Uh, Crazy, (laughs) but uh, (laughs) really great guys. (laughs) They didn't want (laughs) to leave. I said, well, consider yourself lucky you didn't get shot.
1: Yeah, you know what I... (laughs) When uh, when your crew came in, I just loved it. Like I got I got to mention uh, Mister Talty because he was he was great. He used to date this girl, and I called her Sterling Heights. Uh, I mean, like it was her name because that's where she came from. And uh, he would come in and ignore her all night. Well, of course I wouldn't. <laughs> He's over there playing like golf or something. <laughs> I, I'm practically licking her neck. Yeah. <laughs> hey. And t- and tall. She'd look over and oh, "I don't give a shit." Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. God. Oh boy. Yeah. 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 She fell asleep oh boy (laughs) oh boy i you know what it's unfortunate that i i can't remember a lot of the stories because uh we could go on forever (laughs) oh yeah
0: well arky oh this was a good little campfire that we had we needed to bring it back to the 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 old school storytelling. I think oh, Mike yeah. did a good job. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, man.
2: I think I think you you can come back anytime you. Want. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I'll I'll have to think up some fresh ones.
2: You, yeah, I think it's just anybody sitting in the room. You know, they dig them up, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, it's just going down memory lane.
1: Exactly. Yeah, you're right, Mark. Yeah, yeah
0: Mike, you got some? Nah, just it was amazing. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Well, I
1: haven't left like that. In a while. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I appreciate you guys asking me. Well, from
0: chicken wings. To being pronounced dead (laughs) To shaking the pilot's hand To being uh, licensed to talk Mike O'Neill, you're not licensed
1: to talk Okay, well, Jim, I gotta give you credit Because you are actually the one who named a drink after me also Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. hate nectar That's where it comes
0: from Mike used to say, give me uh, (laughs) raspberry vodka water and a spit Spit. Of tea. <laughs> the hates. And this guy, this guy, so they're like, oh, why do you call it hate? The one day he goes, because I hate it. And then spit in his own drink. <laughs> so we'll uh, end on that. Yeah, Michael, yeah. thank you. You've been licensed to talk. Uh, it's been anytime, an honor. Any anytime you want to come back.
1: Gentlemen, it was a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, Mike.
4: So this is the time of the season. Don't forget your reasons Don't forget your mind There's nothing inside left to be all we are easy Please be just a little while They're showing no signs, they're drawing apart And it's mine And I think of each time That I think of you There's something this time That's shedding the light In the way It's something You leave inside me Now Hi.